0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Blue wire. are
2: the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Detroit Lions select Pinet Sewell. Tackle Oregon.
0: He's gonna run it straight in! Jared! Go! Jets yes. down!
3: Detroit Lions! DJ Hawkinson! Yes. They get it! They tied it! They're an extra point away
1: from winning this game! Oh baby, how big is that? <laughs>
3: what's going on guys welcome back to spotify green room i am your host tyler we are live on spotify green room hosted by blue wire and we are here today to recap the lions second preseason game versus the pittsburgh steelers in heinz field the lions fall short in this game 26 to 20 making it a very interesting game in the second half we're going to recap it all from the start of the game all the way till the very end of the game and all the guys that stood out some guys are disappointed. We're gonna recover all the game, but let's introduce my two co-hosts, Pierre, Malcolm. How you boys doing today? We'll start off with Pierre, and then we'll get the you know the grand entrance by Malcolm. But Pierre, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. You know, after that tough
2: start, kind of felt better later.
3: Yeah, I mean it was
1: it was an interesting game.
3: We'll get into that, but
2: it was a very interesting
3: game. Malcolm, how are you doing today, buddy?
1: Finally, Mr. Hart has come back to Spotify Green Room. And before I before I even get into anything, what the fuck did I just watch just now? Oh my lord! Yeah,
3: um, it, it, it's something. It's time you won't get back, unfortunately. <laughs> Especially the first half of that that ball game. But we have a lot of pinpoints to get into. I, I made a couple uh, notes. I want to cover. You know, in this podcast, because there's a lot to talk about. Um, We saw a lot in this game, a lot of bad, a lot of ugly, some good, um, a lot of ugly again. I mean, it was was a lot of everything in this game. Um, I want to start off with this defense, though. Uh, This defense, you know, we we saw the first team defense, and they had some true competition today because this was the Steelers' third preseason game, so they tried out their starters for. Honestly, a lot of this game, I mean, most of this first half was a lot of these Pittsburgh Steelers uh, starters on offense. You know, you saw Big Ben get a couple of drives on offense. You saw Juju basically play the whole first half. We saw their rookie tight end, Pat Fryermuth. He got a lot of action in that first half. Former Detroit Lion, Eric Ebron, Deontay Johnson. Like, they had a bu- they had a lot of their starters out there in this game. And this Lions defense had a lot of their starters on, you know, out there too as well. And, you know, just a short summary, they struggled. And I'd say especially the secondary. I'm going to kick it off to Pierre. What's something you saw from this Lions? Not fully first-team defense, but from, you know, the the defense that
2: they charted out to start the game. What did you see out of this defense to start the game? I don't want to overreact. Like, the starting linebackers and starting D-line was out, but the secondary was awful. Like, everyone. Maybe Amani was the only one who had a good game. The rest, like, Okuda got beat really bad. Will Harris was late on a play. Uh, Tracy Walker wasn't good in coverage. Shout out to AJ Parker though, undrafted kid played well with the starters. Um, he was good too. Okuda did have a nice bounce back though with the pass breakup. But they gotta yeah. be better, bro. They're young. I know, I know they're playing against the uh, the Steelers starters and the linebackers and the Lions, but those guys have to be better in coverage.
3: Yeah, I, I want to specifically talk about that one play. The big one that everyone's talking about—the 43-yard reception on third down from Big Ben to Deontay Johnson. Akuda, I mean, he got he got beat. I mean, he got beat bad. And you know, I think it seemed like at least Akuda was waiting or looking for the help from his safety, who, which was Will Harris on that play. It was just an ugly play all around. You know, from starting with Akuda getting you know beat by Deontay Johnson because you know. He's a number three pick, and there's expectations of being the number three pick, especially at that cornerback spot. And, you know, all the hype we've been hearing about Akuda in camp and obviously had a struggling year last year, and I'm not trying to over-exaggerate right now, but that's not a play you want to see out of the number three pick, out of Jeff Okuda. For a guy that we have a lot of high expectations for, that's not a play you want to get beat. And I know Deontay Johnson's a talented wide receiver. He's got a lot of speed. But overall, that's just something – you don't want to see from your cornerback and your safety. I mean, your safety has got to respond a lot quicker than what Will Harris did. I mean, he was really, really late to that play. I want to get Malcolm's analysis on that play. So, you know, specifically that play, the the play where Deontay Johnson burned Akuda, Will Harris was late. What did you kind of see on that play? Who do you put more of the blame towards, uh, you know, in that play in general?
1: All right, and this is coming – I'm just going to explain that play because I actually had to go back a few times and and, and see what – to see what type of coverage you're in, and I, I, just my opinion on it, well, my perspective on it, could I actually play corner. Um, they're in a cover three, and in that route, in, in that in that play itself, when you're when you're a corner and you're playing cover three, you have the deep, you have deep. Like you don't expect help over the top. You just have you have the deep. You know, you have the, that that side you're on. You have the deep, and you just got burnt. And in that play itself, yeah, Will Harris could've bailed him out. Will Harris could have, you know, because Will Harris played in the middle of the field. He could have ran over there, broke the play up. But that's not that's not really Will Harris' responsibility. Will Harris' responsibility is the middle of the field. Um in that play, he just got burnt. Is this is what he, he, he just he he got burnt. Is this is what it is. Um but that play that, that you're talking about about him bouncing back, that was a good play by, by um Jeff Fakuda. And that's what we want to see from Jeff Okuda is him yeah. um, making plays, making those tough plays, um, you know, breaking up, you know, those touchdown passes. But it was just a bad that, – that first play when he got burned, it was just a bad play by Jeff Okuda.
3: Yeah, okay. That's uh, that's fair enough. I think I agree with you. I mean, Okuda getting burnt was the start of the play of, you know, the downhill of the play because if Okuda doesn't get burnt like that, you're not putting Will Hurst in that situation. I think you could put the blame on both guys. But I agree with you. I think it's more towards – a Jeff Okuda on that play because he is the one who got burnt, and you know maybe he was expecting some help and obviously didn't get that help as early as, as he needed it in that play. But you know it, it was a it was just not a play you want to see though. I mean that was a third and long. Um, you know your D line was getting some pressure. Um, it, it was just a tough play, man. I, I thought the defensive line missing a lot of starters. I thought it was solid today. You know I didn't think the defense was overall very good. I, but I thought the front four stepped up to a certain degree. I thought they did a better job at getting pressure to the quarterback. But something I want to get into that was really frustrating throughout the whole game, and especially that first half, I'm going to go into tackling. Um, simple fundamentals of the game, man. Uh, tackling was horrendous in this game all around, um, from the linebackers to corners to safeties. A lot of bad angles, a lot of bad angle pursuits in this whole game. Um, it, it was bad, man. It was really bad. Um I, you can start with Tavai. You could start with many guys on this team. Oh my it, god! Tavai. It, it was it was rough, man. I mean, they were lacking a lot of simple fun to, football fundamentals in the, in the beginning of this game. It, it cleaned up a little bit towards the second half, but that first half was rough as far as fun, fundamentals.
2: Yeah. Also, the the linebackers were atrocious in coverage. Um, other than Derek Barnes, you had Jalen Reeves Mabin. I mean, he struggled in coverage today. He's a great special teams player, but I don't know if he could cover a guy. And Jelani Tavai, send that dude to the moon. Get him off my football team.
1: <laughs> to the moon?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bro, just get him. I don't know, man. I don't even know if this guy belongs on a practice squad. I'm being honest. I-,
3: I think with Tavai, like, I- I've already came. I think we've all came to
1: the realization that he's just oh not my a football Lord. player, right? To I, the moon?
2: I I was disappointed. You know because, what I mean, like not literally. Come on. Yeah, well,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> I'm thinking literally. Like,
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, like I, I oh, I've man. came to the realization
3: that Jeline Tavaj is not a good football player, right? Like I, I I I'm okay with that now. Like I I. And
2: then Campbell like praised him the other day, like yeah, he's I, gonna I, make the team. But after today, I, don't I, I I don't see it, man. I just don't see it. <laughs> I, I don't care about <laughs> that right now.
3: I mean fifty one, I've known this. He's not a good football player. But man, I, I gotta say it was disappointed watching Jalen Rees Maven today, man. It was a rough game for him. I like this is the mm-hmm. guy that I, I've been talking about, I feel like for a couple of years now, especially I would say the last year or so. I, I, I've been kind of wanting to see more of a defensive role for Jalen Reeves Maven and he kinda got that opportunity today in that first half to start, you know, versus some Pittsburgh Steelers starting off or uh, starting offensive players and he wasn't good, man. I mean, every phase of the defense, of the defensive side of the mm-hmm. ball, like he wasn't good, man, in coverage. He really, really struggled because I thought maybe with his speed and kind of what we saw back to his colleges in Tennessee where he was a solid coverage linebacker, he, he, it's not translating to the NFL, at least as far as defensively. Pierre mentioned the, the special teams, that, and that's always going to be a role for him, and he's always going to have a role in the NFL because he's so good at special teams. But defensively, yeah. man, uh, it was rough, dude. Pat Fryder, me with the rookie – he had a, a really good day versus Jalen Rees-Maben. Um, even the one play where I thought Aaron Glenn schemed Jalen Rees-Maben perfectly, where he, uh, you know, found that open space where he can get to, uh, I believe his Mason Rudolph, who was the quarterback at that time. Jalen Rees-Maben made a very weak attempt at a tackle. And you could say he got the pressure and Levi Anderike finished it, basically. But that's something where you want to see Jalen Rees-Maben, you know, put some hands into the to Mason Rudolph and make more of a, a true tackle outside of just I don't even know what he did. Charlie throw his shoulder. No, it was a very Tyler, bad that, that was
2: bad, bro. That was really bad because Mason yeah. Ralph is not really like a mobile quarterback, bro. Yeah. And he escaped and out of it. That was like kind of like a lazy effort. It seemed like a lazy effort by Reese Maven. Really. It was. Mabin, really. And it was. I, I don't, he, he tackled a couple of times with his shoulders and you don't do that. Like you're taught no. to wrap and tackle. Yeah. You're supposed to wrap. So that, that was bad by him. I don't know what it was. Um, it was a good. Sk- it was
3: a great play call by Aaron Glenn, though. A great, great play call. call, absolutely. But
1: because the there sack. was no
3: one. Yeah, there was no one there yeah, to, like loss, know, yeah. to block yeah. Reeves yeah. Maven, and, and Raven got the pressure, and you know it ended up being a loss of a. You know, like they didn't get much out of it because Enrique was right there. But that's a play where you want to see Maven just get the sack there, get the play over with. Don't extend the play. Don't let Mason Rudolph even have a chance to make a play out of it. And. Mabin did. Mabin let them have a chance out of it, and that's something in the film room they're going to get critiqued for, obviously. Mabin's going to get critiqued for that, even though the play didn't end up, you know, much to anything. It was a play that was frustrating to watch, you know?
2: Another one is, like, Tavai had Najee, um, Najee, I think it was, like, on a 43-yard run or something. I forgot how long the yard was, but... Yeah. But, yeah, so he basically had him, and then Najee gave him, like, a little stiff arm. Bro, Tavai is a big-ass linebacker. And him, like he was literally there. He didn't even make an attempt to tackle the guy. Like it's yeah. the little plays like that. If you stop him there, okay, he's he's not getting a first down, or he's not running like for that much. Just the little plays in football were, that make a big difference. They had the right calls, but the players didn't execute.
3: I agree with that. I want to kick it off to Malcolm too, because Malcolm's kind of yeah. been on this boat with me with Jalen Reed's Maben. So I want you to kind of go, you know, a little more with it. You know, were, were you disappointed with Maben and? What do you think a future role for Maven is like? Do you think he could be in a NFL defense, or is he just that guy that's what he's done in the NFL so far since he's been drafted since seventeen, and just kind of a special teams guy? Like, I, I was disappointed personally. What, what's your thoughts on you know Maven's game today?
1: <laughs> it was it was tough to watch, man. That that starting unit linebacking core was extremely tough to watch. Um, you know, Reeves Maven is a guy in the past that. He looked like a really good zone linebacker. Like he could play his zone really well. He could like jump routes. You know, he seemed like a really good cover corner, but a uh, corner linebacker. But this game, whew, it was it was tough. He couldn't cover a damn blanket right in 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 that damn game. He couldn't cover anything. It, it was bad. And uh, number fifty one. Oh my god, I was shocked <laughs> that he even started. I, I was I was, a flat, I was uh, I, like literally for the first like. That first drive when they had the players out, you know, the Steelers had the ball first, and I saw who came out with the the starting lineup. I was like, fifty-one. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. Like that dude is a complete hundred percent liability in in coverage, in or and in open field. He, he he can't in open field or in coverage. This is not going to happen for Tavai. It's just never going to happen for yeah. Tavai. Tavai. Tavai's not going to yeah, make another- open field tackle.
2: Yeah, another thing with Reeves Maven is he had like the green dot on his helmet, which means he was like the play caller on defense. So they trust him with that. Um, but I just don't think right now he's like he's he's a linebacker. I think he's more of a special teams type of player. Maybe <laughs> I'm overreacting. I don't know. But what I saw today just didn't impress me with him. He just didn't look maybe like he just a had a bad game. Yeah, yeah he didn't look, didn't look like, look like he didn't even look like a backup, bro. He just didn't look good at all.
3: Didn't look good. He <laughs> Didn't look good, yeah, man. I mean,
2: I mean. It was a weak performance.
1: It was terrible, and maybe it could have been because he was next to somebody that was just—it's possible not there.
2: It's, <laughs> it's possible. possible, yeah. When you're when possible. you're like, yeah, when you play with bad players, you look bad sometimes. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah, yeah. so
1: I, I don't know. Like, oh man, that was just a bad combination of a starting lineup for the linebacking core.
2: Yeah. All right, oh, now like I got to bring this up, guys. We're still going to stay on the fence side. Ever since Derek Barnes came in and. Well, we'll get off this, but there's some Derek Barnes and David Block came and It seems like they gave the Lions life. And did you guys see Derek Barnes basically like...
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
2: Giving the defense a speech as a fourth round rookie. Yeah, I did he, see that.
1: Wow. He's a steal. That guy, I'm telling you, man, he needs, he needs, he needs a start. I'm sorry, Alex, what's his last name? Uh, Anzalone. Anzalone.
0: Anzalone. Anzalone.
1: Anzalone. <laughs> no. Um, you need to put Derek Barnes in there. I, I don't see a scenario that Alex Anzalone is better than Derek Barnes. I just don't see, I just can't, I can't. Picture it, Derek Barnes is playing his ass off. Yeah,
3: I, I'm at the point though. Like I know what you're saying, David Blau and Barnes. They brought some energy when they came in, and they absolutely did. But
2: it was a different team
3: for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the second half, and I think that's fair to say. Like you you It was, you you it, getting, was. You you it
2: was, you, was. But like Tim Boyle was like overthrowing guys left and right. He was um, oh, inaccurate with his passes. I got to be mm-hmm. honest, bro. And I said this when they signed him. I didn't like the signing. They gave him one point five million guaranteed and Blau looks better than him.
3: I want to Good. see David Blau versus more of a more of a starting NFL defense because I want to see what he would have done maybe in that first half if he was in Tim Boyle's situation. Cause I'm not gonna give a pass to Tim Boyle because he was really bad, like very bad. Like I'm not giving him a pass. But I want to see maybe next game, because there's one more preseason game, and I know the Colts are probably not gonna try out too many starters. But, like, I, I'm actually really intrigued to maybe see guys like Derek Barnes, guys like David Blau, who, you know, like you said, brought yes. that energy in the second half. Maybe let them start the game and see what they could do to start the game instead of playing the second half. Because I think we could all agree there's a totally different intensity from the first half to the second half in these preseason games. And that first half, you're going to get the guys fired up, and you're going to get fired up all throughout the game. But you're going to get more of the front-line front line players of, you know, guys who have a legitimate more of a legit, legitimate shot at making the team i want to see maybe david Blau get the start next week instead of tim boyle and see what he can do because tim boyle has had the opportunity two weeks in a row you know because he backed up golf first one after the buffalo game after uh, golf's two drives and then today he started the game i want to see maybe the lions give an opportunity to david blog because i think he earned that opportunity after today because i think he definitely outplayed tim boyle today not even close I think David Blau deserves an opportunity to start the game next week versus the Colts, and I think Derek Barnes deserves absolutely to start as well uh, over a guy like Tavai or a guy like Reeves Maven. I want to see what a guy like Barnes could do, maybe with you know more starters out there or more guys like expected to make the fifty-three man roster.
2: I agree, Tyler. Derek Barnes yeah, has made more plays in the two preseason games than Tavai has done in two seasons. That's not even an overreaction. I, I really don't. No, think you're absolutely
0: right.
3: <laughs> what is Jelani Tavai's, like, highlight moment? His interception where James Winston threw a ball on his guy? Is that the only highlight we got of Jelani Tavai?
2: Um, I mean, honestly, bro, his best year was free, his we're rookie we're coming, year. And yeah, he was, like, like, okay. He was okay. But ever since his rookie, like, he's been really, really bad.
3: Yeah, I mean dude, Derek Barnes. It, Derek Barnes has been fun, dude. He's been so fun to watch in these these two preseason games. Man, he's doing everything. Like he's been good in coverage. He's going sideline to sideline, making good NFL tackles, which we did not see in that first half. He's making he's rapping, good guys. Tackles. He knows how to tackle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's making good tackles, and when they send him to go out blitz, he actually wraps properly too, and he's finishing the sacks off by himself because he's a big boy hey. player. That's what Derek If you're is Aaron
2: Golan, bro, how can you not like play him in week one, like with your first team defense, or at least give him some looks on third down or something? Because he's so explosive and so fast, like he needs the packages on this team in week one. They I don't want to start in that spot, but he needs to have his packages. I mean, I if they don't—they think true. like he still hasn't got the playbook down or whatever, or he's still like a little injured. Just give him a package, bro, like third down package or whatever.
3: I know we're still really, really early into the process. We haven't even played a regular season game yet. But you've yeah. got to be intrigued by what Brad Holmes has done so far and the philosophy of players he's looking at. Because it seems like every guy so far that's played from his draft class has made a positive impact and look like they look like today's NFL players. And I know it's only two preseason games, so I'm not going to over-exaggerate. But guys like Levi and Zarek is making a huge contribute right away. Ali McNeil is making a huge contribute right away. Derek Barnes has been, I think, the best rookie so far in this class, you know, in these two preseason games. Panay Su, I think, is holding his own. He's going through some struggles, but I think he's holding his own at right tackle, especially pass protection. Amon Ross and Brown, we've seen the flashes in training camp. We've seen the flashes in some of these games. Like, you've got to be intrigued with Brad Holmes' is building right now from just this draft class alone. Because these guys look like today's NFL players, and they look like guys who can contribute right away for you, and, and they look like guys who can contribute for the long run for your team. So I think you got to be really intrigued with what Brad Holmes is building right now.
2: Yeah, and You're even like the undrafted kid, right? AJ Parker had, looked real good. Um, yeah, Jerry Jacobs. I, I, I don't I didn't really see him play. He didn't play really today, to but to he, didn't, corners, he, didn't, he
3: didn't really play today. But oh, he's one, sure, he the season, No, no, no. He, he's, he was out there. But he played week one oh. uh, uh, versus the Bills. I thought he was solid. I think he's just been a good name throughout the camp. But, yeah, you mentioned A.J. Parker. I mean, who, who the hell is A.J. Parker? The dude was starting in the first-team defense today in the nickel yeah. corner. And, and he was good. And I think
2: uh, I think Bobby Price is still learning how to play corner. But but the athleticism is there. You could see that. I think he's more like – Well, a, that's not a – That, that was a bad Holmes guy. He's I know. Like, I know. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, regarding, like, these young corners – I think he's yeah. more of like maybe a practice squad candidate for now. I, I don't, I don't know, know, but he could do a lot of things. He could play safety. He could play corner. He could play on special teams, but he just needs a lot of work. Yeah, All right. he's an intriguing player.
1: I, I, I want to bring this up about AJ Parker, man, because you know he's a guy who got the start in a nickel. Could he potentially he be the starting nickel?
2: I don't think so. It's possible. I don't know
3: though. I mean, he he right now. Could potentially be ahead of Nicole Roby Coleman, who was the veteran, because Nicole Roby Coleman only played the second half today. It wasn't like That's they're true. like resting Roby Coleman. Like he, he played, but he didn't play with the starters today. He played in the second half,
2: and I'll Roby- see this. And he was a late the, signing too. The Lions need another veteran in that room, another veteran corner, like or, an older or safety degree. or safety or a safety. They just need a veteran in that room. They don't really have like they don't really have a. How do I say it? Like an older guy to mentor these young guys. They got Michael. Nickel Roby Coleman, but like, they need like maybe like a thirty year old, twenty nine old. They need like an older dude. Are you hinting at Trey Boston right now? Am I? <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> so, so for for now, I mean, I guess we're gonna just say that um, Mike Ford is still going to be. You feel like Mike Ford still is going to be the, the the starting nickel?
2: I do. Week one. Um, I I don't know. Because today he he was he wasn't playing starting nickel he was playing backup um backup sorry. to Amani and Okuda yeah. the top backup so
3: I think they were trying to just see what they have right now I I still think it's Mike Ford in the starting nickel corner honestly
2: but uh, we'll I,
3: see I mean I, I, I mean I think it's interesting now for guys like Corin Elder though like a guy who hasn't you know participated in, in quite some time now because of some injuries I think that's more of interesting I think a guy like AJ Parker could be one of those you know. Sneaky guys that makes his team over maybe an elder. And, like,
2: you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he's the backup nickel corner. Yeah, and when you – speaking of corners, like corn elder, and then another thing to bring up, too, is Nick Williams. He got hurt, like, in practice the other day. He came back from COVID. And these young defense tackles are stepping up. I mean, it's going to – when these guys are making plays and Nick Williams just hasn't been out there, it's going to be hard to cut these young guys and keeping him. The Lions have tough decisions to make at that position.
3: All right. Just to kind of wrap up this defense, uh, I want to get to the offense now. But just to kind of wrap up this defense, I want, to, I want to hear one guy each from us who who's a young player who's kind of stood out to you. I know we mentioned A.J. Parker, but if you guys could think of another one, who, who are some Today? young defensive pl- Just overall so far in these first two games in camp, who are some young defensive players that kind of stood out to you and maybe could surprise you make this team?
2: Oh, like, okay, Bruce Hector, Kevin Strong. Um... Right, give me one. Give me one.
3: Give me one and give me a little analysis on them. Let's say Kevin Strong.
2: Okay. How do I say this? He had a strong game last week, right? This week he didn't play as much. I, I mean, today he didn't play as much. They were looking more at like the reserves. So I think Kevin Strong might be a lock right now. Yeah, I mean, he
3: played a little more in that second half and he was good.
2: He was good again. Yeah, he didn't he didn't play that much. He just I guess yeah. like they know what they have in him and they like him. So I,
3: I got a I got a sneaky name. I'm not going to say he's going to make the team but I got a sneaky name who I had zero, zero expectations for. I think I know you're going to say it, but go ahead. My- Miles Brown, man. Miles Brown. It. Big defensive tackle. Like, John Petticini has been missing a lot of valuable time right now, and Miles Brown yeah. wasn't a guy expected to step in and, you know, be a kind of disturber on the nose tackle spot, but, that's a big motherfucker, dude. That's is a that big 61? motherfucker. Yeah, 61? 61. No oh, gloves. Yeah, that
1: motherfucker's huge. <laughs> yeah. That man built yeah. like a wall.
3: Hey, Peter, what do we call them? What do we call big these fucking guys? We call big them big fuckers. fuckers. Miles Brown is oh, a big man, that fucker. He's
1: huge. That dude wears no gloves. He has no gloves. Nothing. Just <laughs> like, out there just like that. fucking shit up. That
3: screams a Tyler Sawa type of player, dude. A big fucker who's going to disrupt plays. That is a Tyler Sawa type player, dude. Like, I've I've enjoyed Miles Brown genuinely this whole preseason so far. Um, I think John Panasini is missing some valuable time right now. I really do. Huge, because, huge time. Because yeah. Panasini's role is to be a big nose tackle and kind of do what Miles Brown is doing. But Miles Brown is healthy right now, and he's doing what we, we need John Panasini to do right now. And if Miles Brown could, could do this for one more game, if he could have another good game, Week Three, where he's going to get a lot more playing time, I believe, versus the Colts. Hey, if John Penalessini isn't healthy, I am I- okay with Miles Brown being a nose tackle, a reserve on this team. You know, I am completely fine with it because he's impressed me honestly so far. He's a big disturber. He's going to stop the run. He's not going to be the greatest at it, but he's going to be a big body. You could put on maybe first down, maybe some second down. I think you ha- I think there's a role for a Miles Brown, honestly, if Penalessini's not healthy.
2: Yeah, speaking of that, like, do you agree with me? Same with Nick Williams. Like, if these guys are all performing, Hector, Miles Brown, um, Kevin Strong, right? Levy, yeah. Owens, Ruki, These guys are lean McNeil. These guys are performing. Why keep Nick Williams?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you because with this type of team, you're not really looking for wins and losses, right? You're looking for guys who can maybe be part of this team in the long run. And, you know, a guy like Nick Williams, like – I don't know what the future holds with a guy like Nick Williams with the Lions. I think you maybe have a better shot at developing like a Kevin Strong or a Bruce Hector or a Miles Brown over trying to develop or, I mean, trying to keep a Nick Williams, you know? like I, I get the experience because he has experience and it would be nice to right. maybe have alongside with a, like some young guys who that are going to be here for a while, with like a McNeil and an Onzerike. So, I don't know. It, but they do have rockers in there already, so they have some veteran experience on the defensive line. So I mean I wouldn't be shocked if they if they prefer to go with a younger guy that you know didn't really have much expectation over Nick Williams because they already have a lot of veterans on the defensive line. You got a you got Romeo, you got Trey, and you got Brocker. So maybe three's enough. I don't know. We'll see. But if these guys continue to impress and Nick Williams is out, hey, don't be shocked.
2: The, the reason why I say that is cuz the Lions released Muelbye and they kept Daly, right? Yeah. So I could see the line. They, Campbell did say in his presser the other day, they're looking more towards the long term. Yeah, exactly. But he also did say he's trying to be competitive. So that's why I'm just thinking about it. Nick Williams is a solid player. Like he, He's decent. He's not like bad. He's not good. He's okay. But yeah. just where the team is at right now, I, I don't know if he like fits that timeline. Because what, what they said the other day in the presser kind of caught my eye a little. Yeah, and I'm still not over that, but it's okay. <laughs>
3: um,
1: <laughs> Malcolm,
3: uh, Malcolm, who's a young defensive player that you had zero expectation for, kind of standing out to you?
1: Yeah, um, this is a guy who, the guy I'm bringing up is a guy who, you know, he was drafted last year, got injured, and he was a guy who I thought, like, all right, he needs a big training camp and a good, a big preseason to have a role on this team or, or to even make the roster because we haven't seen anything from this guy. And that's Cornell um jason cornell i mean he's he's a guy who came in he's filling in in that starting role the starting lineup because of the the guys who are out and he's coming up big making up making big plays he's a guy who I've, I've been interested in these last two preseason games
3: yeah he's been he's been starting like you said he's interesting he would have to be suspended for the first three games so um you know he's going to go on the suspension list right after preseason so yeah he can't initially make the f- initial 53-man roster, but that's a good decision the Lions can make after week three and going into week four. So it's going to be interesting. Um, you mentioned it. He's been solid. And I'm going to throw an extra credit out there because this is a guy we've clowned on a lot, and I think he's actually been pretty solid so far. Now, that's I? Austin Bryant. No, Austin Bryant.
2: Oh, oh I was going to say. <laughs> he was good today against the Rams.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's actually been pretty solid on the edge so far in these first yeah. two games. He's He's been healthy finally. So, you know, that's, that's an uh, intriguing name. Oh, yeah.
2: Regarding Austin Bryan, I haven't seen much from Charles Harris. I've seen more from Austin Bryan, so I think Austin Bryan might be ahead of that. If they decide to keep like one out of the two of those guys,
1: yeah,
3: I mean Harris has got some solid pressures in there. Um, he was starting as well today for them. So, so I don't know. We'll see.
1: I, I think It'll it's, be gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. And like Pierre was saying with Nick Williams, it's, it's gonna be tough, man. And uh-huh. for some, yeah. I've been hearing that Nick Williams had a had a solid camp when he was there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so he's, I he's, he's been he's out, out for a little bit. Cause of he's COVID. not playing. He's not here, yeah, because of COVID, and, and now he's hurt. Now he's hurt. But they say when he's out there, he's been good. So yeah, mm, I don't know. He was the,
3: he he was on the first team defense as well in camp. So
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah he, he was. was. You're
3: right. So you're right. Um, All right. I think I think that's a nice transition from the defense, and let's talk about a little more of the offense. Now we we talked a little. We've already talked about the backup quarterbacks. We talked about Blau. We talked about Boyle. We want to see more of Blau maybe next game, but. Let's talk about this receiving core because the Lions still have a big need at this receiving core, and there still hasn't really been that one guy that stepped up. I'm going to kick it off to Malcolm. Has there been any positives from this receivers, receiving core you've seen so far in these preseason games yet?
1: Um, Not, not really. It, it's been tough. And the reason why I say that is because these guys, a lot of these guys just haven't had time. And I'm talking about because of the offensive line, giving the quarterback less time in the pocket, He's he can't really make big plays or or plays in general. He's checking it down a lot because the pocket's collapsing. He's trying to, you know, scramble for his life. Or maybe this is not just not getting open. So it's just it's just it's been tough. It's been tough, especially this game with without um majority of the starters playing and, and golf not playing, it's just tough to watch because those guys, the receivers, just haven't had haven't had the time to get open. Yeah, I, I
3: think it's a mix of both because I honestly thought today the the backup offensive line was way better than week one because week one, was it was horrendous. I thought today yeah. it wasn't pretty, but it was better. Like Matt Nelson
2: struggled very badly today at the left tackle position. Was he going against Alex Hesmith though? And Hesmith's pretty talented, right?
3: Uh, in the second half, in the first half, he was. In the second half, yeah, I don't know who he was going up against. He was a little better in the second half, but the first half, he was, he was really rough. Uh, it was, it was a big position for him. He was playing left tackle. That's the first time he's played left tackle in an NFL game. So, I mean, yeah. it was, it wasn't great. <laughs> so, um, no, but he, I, he, was, he wasn't good today. I, I thought the backup of offensive line was better today. They gave the quarterback more time. But it seems like it's a lot at least in that third quarter and fourth quarter when David Blau was in cuz David Blau was running a lot. I feel like there was time for Blau to throw the ball, but I feel like the receivers I don't have the angle, so I don't I can't say for exactly, but it didn't seem like they were getting open for Blau to throw the ball, throw the ball to them, you know. But it, yeah. it, it's it's tough to tell when you don't have the you know the the coach's film right now and you can't look at all the angles right now cuz I can't you know, tell you for sure that you know there was Blau was missing receivers or these receivers weren't getting open because obviously we we're just watching the broadcast.
1: But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's tough to it's tough to tell because to, you just can't see because you're just going by what, on you TV. Know, what, what, exactly exactly. Yeah. But um, the the second yeah, half, speaking... the offensive line well Blau they played well, they played better. But that first I thought... half when they, when that first they 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 just struggled they struggled to me.
2: Tyler, I thought your boy Skipper bounced back nicely this week. He did. He did. He did. Man. He seven, did
1: seven he Bounced back. He played. He played well.
2: He was looked like he was playing on right tackle today. He
3: was. He took over for Sewell after, and he played basically the whole game, I think, after Sewell. But yeah. yeah, no, Dan Skipper was good. Thank God that I can't even think of his name. I don't think he got a snap. Thank God, the guy from Utah, Dan Palalo, Palaldo, whatever the fuck his name is. Thank God, Dan it. Thank God I didn't have to watch him today. <laughs> Thank God. Whoa, <laughs> like, I, like, like, I, I, I Matt, next
1: week. So
3: I know Matt. I know Matt Nelson was rough today, but I'd rather watch Matt Nelson than that. That was terrible. Um, Dan Skipper had a bounce back week, uh, I believe. Stenberg. I thought Tommy Kramer. He played a lot too. He wasn't terrible either from the interior spot. He's another undrafted guy, I believe, from Notre Dame. So I, I mean, I, he wasn't a standout by any means, but I thought he was okay today. He played a lot of. Played a lot in this game today after Jonah Jackson and Big V. So, you know, yeah, that's that's something. Stenberg played a lot too. I thought he was okay. Like, I, I don't think anyone outside of Matt Nelson was like terrible on the offense line today. You know, I didn't really have any guy that like was consistently getting beat outside of Nelson
2: today. Yeah, I have to go back and watch, but like by the eye test, Matt Nelson was like the only bad uh, player, like standout bad one, right? Like significant, yeah, yeah, bad yeah like. One. Yup. Yeah. But again, like, like I, he was going against Highsmith, and he's never really played left tackle, so yeah, it was a good test for him. It was, and it just didn't go really well for him. But, I mean, he's
3: he's young. He's on drafted. He was on drafted with yeah. him last year, so, you know, th- there's going to be – this was a good learning experience, I think, for him as well.
2: Yeah. Speaking of O-line, I thought Sewell did okay with Melvin Ingram. He had the little problems with him, but it's Melvin Ingram, he's a rookie. I just think Sewell is still getting comfortable playing right tackle. He doesn't look like – he doesn't look super comfortable yet, which is normal. He's a rookie, and he hasn't played right tackle since high school. Like, you could tell, but he's also working hard at it, and he bounces back. Like, when he has a bad play, he corrects what he did wrong, and he bounces back. That's what I love about him. Like, you don't see the same mistakes with him.
1: Yeah,
3: that's good. It's it's not like a it's like a, not a repeating issue like we've seen from, fifty uh, one. Um, uh, <laughs> so oh, it, shit. don't talk about fifty one.
1: <laughs> no,
3: no, no. I'd rather have fifty
2: seven over fifty one. Just saying. I'm just, I'm just so
1: tired of them. Who's fifty seven? So... Anthony Pittman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Penny, I'm, I mean, he's at least of my concerns right now, man. Uh, as far as Penny Sewell, he just is a guy who just you needs to know, get comfortable in that right right tackle position. That that's it. Just him just being comfortable. He's gonna, he, yeah. He's gonna. It's be, gonna take he's, some he's, time. All pro. He's gonna be an all pro. This is what it is. But yeah, he's at least of my concerns right now.
2: It's gonna take some time for Sewell, though. Like I wouldn't expect him to come out right away and look dominant. Like week one, week two. It's gonna take some time. But then maybe it'll take a few weeks. Maybe it'll take the entire year. But I, he has a really bright future in this league. All right. Let's talk about some running backs now because this guy just won't
3: won't stop. Craig Reynolds, man. Craig Reynolds got another touchdown today. Um, another week, another touchdown for Craig Reynolds, the guy that got introduced in the team model last week and went brazy. Uh, Craig Reynolds, guys, what you guys' stop to start off with Malcolm here.
1: I'm pissed. You already know why I'm pissed. Why wow, you you? Oh, NFL
3: Network cut off for you so you couldn't watch yeah. Craig Reynolds. I miss, I miss all of
1: Craig Reynolds. Yep, all I right. missed the whole damn thing. I miss the whole comeback with David Blau looking nice and throwing, you know, leading. I miss all that shit. I'm
3: pissed. Right. Well, skip Malcolm because he has no Craig Re- Reynolds analysis right now. So God Pierre, damn it. Pierre, what's your thoughts on Craig Reynolds again? I'll today? say this That's with Reynolds,
2: right? bro. He's really hard to bring down. I know he's playing against like practice squad guys and guys who might not make the NFL. But this dude plays hard. I want to see him. Like we talked about Barnes and Blah with the first team. I was team just gonna week. say
3: that. I was just gonna say I that. Want I want to
2: see Reynolds with the first team. And shout out to the other guys too. I can't say it. Godwin, Equibake, The, the former safety from like.
3: Northwestern. We'll just say Yeah, it.
2: <laughs> running back. Dedrick Mills. I mean, these backs, bro, <laughs> and even Jamar Jefferson. like all these backs today played well. And they're gonna have a tough decision. Who's gonna be the RB four if they carry an RB four? If they carry four, yeah. So yeah,
1: I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I haven't seen. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen. I watched Jamar Jefferson this game because he he started. He started and he went to yep. the first three carries. He played really. He bounced back really good and it looked like as soon as yeah. he made those those three runs, it was like, uh, let, 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 let's pull you. <laughs> and that was it. So he he looked nice though those first three runs.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I think he's a he's a good running back three for like a, a good blanket for our starters like Swift and and uh, Jamal Williams. I think he's a guy you can activate on game days. And I think if someone were to go down, I, I think he's a good blanket. Honestly, I like Jefferson. He's a good so, north you know north to south runner. You know, just he's he's a traditional running back. I like him.
1: Do you, like how many running backs do you think we will carry into week one?
2: I wow. guess I'd say four. A fullback five, like if they a fullback, the fullback five, five? yeah, okay. I had a guess. Uh, man, that's tough. It is tough
3: because we're coming from a scheme that really likes running backs, like Anthony Lynn, former running backs coach Dan Campbell, tight ends coach. Like you know, they're really big into the run game. So I know they want all the you know the security they can have. It's tough. I I I have a good feeling they'll carry a fullback, which will which will be Jason Cabinda. So I have a good feeling he'll be one of the guys in that backfield. And then obviously Swift and Williams, and I think Jefferson's in there. I I think it's. I'll go with Pierre. I think it's five as well. But I so, wouldn't be shocked if it's if it's four in the backfield, like with the fullback. So three running back. So and then you so just you call
2: did. up a guy on practice quiet or something. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that that makes makes you,
1: So so you, do you think it's going to come down to Craig Reynolds, Godwin? E, I'm not going to say his last name. And and um Dedrick and, Mills and Mills. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think it's. So, I think. Yeah.
3: Th- I don't. I don't think they need to sign anybody or anything. I don't think it needs to be a veteran. Like I remember, the question was a couple like a month ago was like, "Oh, should we go get Todd Gurley?" I don't think we need a veteran. I think it should be one of these guys if you're going to carry another running back. You know, I, I think it should be one of these guys if they if they decide to go that route. Yeah, That's they be don't be need Gurley competition.
1: anymore. That's gonna be one hell of a competition between those three backs.
3: Cause if, he, if if they end up going with four,
2: it's if a tough go, decision because. Four. All of those guys deserve it. Like all those three guys we've mentioned, they've all played hard and they've all made plays when their name is called. So it's going to be hard. It's a hard decision to make.
3: It is. So it, it's tough, man, because I have I have a feeling they might go full running backs just because, like I mentioned, they have a running back history. And th- that's obviously their – I feel like their identity on offense. I feel and like you also have the, to...
2: the swift nagging injury. So that might be like, okay, we need to bring another guy just in case if he can't mm-hmm. go or something. I agree with that.
3: I think Reynolds, I think out of the three, I think Reynolds brings the most versatility. I think you could use him in the passing game. I think he's a good runner as well, good, good vision. I think he's been my favorite out of the three that we just mentioned, out of Mills and the former safety out of Northwestern. I'm not going to try to say his name, but I think, I think Reynolds has impressed me so far. And I, Like Pierce said, I want to see him get some more valuable reps Um, in the next uh, preseason game versus the Colts. Maybe play the first quarter, play the second quarter, let him start the game potentially, and see what he could do.
2: Yeah, I want to see also, like, we don't really get to see these guys that much in pass pro, but, like, in training camp they do. So, also, whichever one of these guys is... Better at pass, bro, has a better chance at making it too because pass oh, pro is yeah. really important. It's very,
3: very important, very
2: important. Yeah, I
3: think Jamar Jefferson. That's what's going to make. Like that's a good reason why he's going to make this team as well because I think he's been solid in pass protection as well. When getting the an opportunity, and like I mentioned,
2: he's been a good north to south runner for this football team. And I've read he's also flashed as a receiver in training camp. Like he's looked good. So we haven't seen that in these preseason games. We haven't seen that. that. Yeah. Maybe they're saving it. But that's good. But, uh, that's good. That's we, good. We'll to see. Hear. Good to hear.
3: Okay. Um, so we covered running backs. We covered receivers. We covered the offensive line. So I, we covered quarterbacks. We basically covered the offense already. I guess let's talk about special teams now because the special teams had some great moments. I thought Jack Fox looked phenomenal today, man. I mean, he looks like he's in midseason form. And what he did yeah. last year was definitely not a fluke. I mean, he looked
2: phenomenal today. Yeah, just give this guy an extension right now, seriously.
3: I agree, man. I agree. Yeah. My only knock on Jack Fox—he's a St. Louis Cardinals fan. That's literally the only knock I got on Jack Fox.
2: I don't care. You can be a fan of whoever he wants. If he's punting like seventy-yard bombs in a preseason game, give yeah. this guy an extension.
3: But, but when you're when you're a fan of a baseball team that I just I, 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 did, I, I dislike yeah. and he and he rubs it in my face, no. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> that's, that's, <my> <laughs> my, that's my only knock on Jack Fox.
2: <laughs> what? Well, he, he came up to like, I'm a Cardinals fan, haha, uh-huh, or something?
3: So I saw him at Comerica Park, and he brought up the 2006 World Series at least three, four times, oh, which they obviously okay. beat the
2: Detroit Tigers in the 2006 World Series. Okay, okay. So he, he, was, he was messing with you like, So <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. So
3: my only yeah. knock on Jack Fox. I
1: would accept him. Screw that. I don't care. <laughs> no, they should honestly I don't like all like that.
2: Even after this year, he's, like, uh, ERFA, which means, like, he could get, um, he get like, uh, what do you call it, tendered again. Yeah. But, honestly, this man deserves to get a contract. Like, seriously, pay him yeah. right now before his money, before he commands more in the future, and see what happens. And he's he's young. He's still young, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's 24. And it's 24, only man. what is this, third year in the league? Yeah. Like, fully? Punchers last, like, till they're 40.
1: I'll try to get this dude, like, a seven-year fucking contract. Yeah,
2: yeah, bro. Yeah. Black yeah. like, like them up. And speaking of special teams, the Lions
3: are not testing these kickers out. Not, and they haven't had many opportunities. But, like, they're not putting any even trust into preseason games to these kickers. Because there was an opportunity. It was a fourth and two. And Campbell went for it. And maybe in, like, the regular season he, he will actually go for it. But I was actually kind of intrigued to maybe see him trot out Randy Bullock or trot out Zane Gonzalez. And go for a little, young, a little longer field goal. Like, it was a 40-plus yard field goal. I wanna see some opportunities because in these first two games there's literally not been a legitimate forty plus yard field goal for either Gonzalez or Bullock. And that's a position I've been like super concerned about the whole offseason and there's not been really much good reports in camp and you know, the one they had the family friend whatever the hell they call it, the Ford family the Ford family, family. <laughs> The family friend field family fest. <laughs> f F F F game, whatever the F-F-F hell it's called. F F game. <laughs> um, there wasn't good reports in the game. So I want to see maybe like just test these guys a little bit more because there was an opportunity in this game to kick a field goal forty plus yards and they didn't take it. They went they ended up going for it on fourth down. And I feel like this is the time of year, you know, maybe in the regular season you'll really go for it. But like
2: I feel like now in the preseason, see what you got with these kickers, man. Because Tyler Tyler, I disagree with you. Why? It's fourth and two. You're down, what, 20-some points? It's a preseason game, though. I'm just curious about the situation. It doesn't football. matter, bro. Like You just kind of like – you, you want to have that attitude. You want the guys to like have that attitude. You know what I mean? I, I like, bring you want your players and you want bring your coaches into the to have that season. attitude. You, I mean, no, even in the preseason, bro, because it's preseason for the coaches. and the, like. You want to have that attitude. You want to be aggressive. That's what I love about Dan Campbell. He's yeah. aggressive.
3: If I knew who my kicker was, I would agree 110% for you.
2: If we had Matt Prater, I would agree you, you could do me. the kick things in, like, training camp, bro. See who makes, like – you could test them out in training camp. Like, I, kickers, I, I, I don't know.
3: I just want to see these guys, man. Like, I want to see them. I want to see with my own eyes. I want to see what Bullet could do. <laughs> I want to see – I'm not, the bro. If you're screen.
2: down – let's be honest. If you're down 20-some points and you bring out a field goal kicker for three, nah, I'm not. I'm not for that.
3: If it's the regular season, that's I agree, something Patricia would do.
2: Now Patricia would do that shit. That that he would do that, okay? Campbell was like, nah, I'm going for it. I don't give a fuck. Like I uh, love that aggressive mindset. It
1: doesn't
2: matter thought? if it's the preseason, regular season, playoffs. You what's go your thoughts for on this? It, what's your thoughts on this, Malcolm?
1: I see it both ways, man. The thing is with Campbell, he played a game, he's a he's a he's very competitive. So yeah, it's preseason. In your mind, you know, you're like, all right, it doesn't matter. He think it doesn't matter, but he's like, fuck, I don't want to, you know, I, I want to be competitive. I understand. I think, that. that's the way, that's, I think that's the way he's looking at it. Even though, you know, you have to evaluate your kickers and see what's going on, he still want to have that competitive edge, you know. He wants he wants him to compete. He don't want them to be, all right, twenty eight twenty 20-something, 3 28-something zip, let's kick the field goal.
2: Yeah, and Malcolm, when you have 32 guys that aren't going to make the roster, you want to see how they respond to like adversity. You don't want to like, be like, all right, let's just kick a field goal and then go back on defense. No, man, go for that shit. Like You want to see what, if your team is like, how do I say it? Um, I like, you want to play for these through, three. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. I mean, kicking a field goal is kind of like it's like a weak mindset. Am but these who is my starting kicker going into the
1: season? <laughs> exactly. I was, was going to say, on the flip side, you don't really know who your starting kicker is. You can
2: start that out in can. That's not a problem, bro.
1: Kicking in camp and kicking, kicking uh, under pressure uh, in a game is different.
2: Yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, know. Maybe, maybe they already know who the kicker is. Maybe they, guess, they know.
2: I think it's, I think it's Randy Bullock because he has guaranteed money on his contract. Even the thing is with the quarterback competition, they gave uh, Boyle a million and a half guaranteed, versus Bow has no money guarantees. that's another right. thing is. It's just like, so does money play a factor? Because Bullock has um, a quarter million so 750000 guaranteed on his contract. Versus Zane Gonzalez has nothing. So that'll be interesting to see what they do there, too.
1: I don't, I don't know. As far as the backup quarterback position, um, I, I don't know. I gotta I don't feel honest, comfortable. the free
2: agent signings, I'm not really crazy about them. But they're one-year deals, so it's like whatever.
1: I don't feel comfortable with any of those guys if, if golf goes out. I said this before. I, I just don't. Like, I, the Randy
2: Bullock thing doesn't really look like it's going to work out. Richard Perriman's already demoted. Killer Freeman set out the game, so Raymond is healthy from what I know. Um, I agree with you, Pierre.
3: None of these free agents have really stood out in any way. But
2: again, they're like, they're just Khalif like Raymond. one-year deals. Yeah, Khalif, Khalif, Khalif Raymond. Raymond. yeah, but that's like, in general, the free agent class just isn't. I'm not all that impressed. And today, Darren Fells had like three penalties, probably like four, yeah, three penalties. Like three
3: penalties. I counted.
2: Three them. penalties. Whatever it was, yeah, yeah. you, you can't, can't have that, man, for okay. a guy like that. You just can't. Yeah. yeah,
1: he's a vet, but I think he's a solid. I mean, I think, I'm not really too worried about Darren Fells. You know,
2: he's no, I'm vet. not worried about Fells. Solid,
1: solid player, smart player. Just made yeah. some mistakes. Not really worried about him.
2: No, but yeah. like. Free agency is a little, like, I don't know. I think next year, maybe because they're, like, rebuilding, they just want to get some bets in. Yeah, but you're next just trying to get, like, you have to, yeah. like, attack. You, gotta get
3: guy, you got you to get guys who are going to be, you know, more part of this future. Because right now, I don't know if there's any free agent from this year that we're going to resign next year. I think the only guy that's on my radar right now, like, I know it's only preseason and that this could obviously change. Like, oh, Terrell Williams could ball out and he could be on that radar or Brashad Pyramid or whatever. I think the Khalif only guy might yeah, I so said the only guy on my right now is Khalif Raymond. I think maybe maybe he's got Anzalone show. too. We haven't really seen him that much the linebacker. I just feel like Anzalone is kind of is what he is. Like he's not going to be ever a great player, but I feel like he's just going to you know fill his role in and be an okay yeah, player for
2: you.
3: But I think player, Khalif yeah. Raymond is a guy who's only had 16 receptions, I believe, in the last four years. I feel like maybe in a bigger role, he's got he might maybe has something to say about it. I don't know. I mean, he's, been a, out, he's been an outstanding name in camp so far from these beat guys. I think he's the guy we got to mention a little bit more. And just, I want to see maybe what he could do because he's getting a legitimate opportunity now. This is his first time Man, NFL he's getting a legitimate opportunity. I believe he's been waived four to six times. I believe I've counted. I believe it was four to six times he's been waived. Oh, wow. So this is his first time he's getting a legitimate opportunity.
2: Yeah, the Lions that are playing today, so it tells you what they think about him. I don't think he's hurt. I'm not sure, but... Um they don't play playing today, so. Yeah, so. Wow.
3: Um, I, and as far as going into special teams, because that relates to special teams, I think he's going to be the starting kicker in Portland Turner as well for this team.
2: Yeah, if I had a mm. guess right now, because these guys just don't look like it. And another thing is, too, with like how we mentioned with Reynolds, I thought he had a nice return. So that might help him, like if they're trying to choose who to keep. I thought the special teams outside of Jack Fox was really bad
3: though. Like Jack Fox had a great punt, I believe it was his third or fourth punt in that game and they ended up giving him like a forty one yard return in that. Like that was just unexcusable. Like the, the punt return game wasn't great and um the kick return game was really bad. I believe it was Jordan Leak that was the guy who was mainly taking him out. Just didn't really oh, yeah, have any Javon opportunity Lee, to yeah. break it. Javon Leak, sorry. He didn't really have any You're opportunity good. to really just do much with that. I don't know, the blocking wasn't great a lot of holdings, like a lot of stupid penalties in this game, and that's just stuff you need to clean up.
2: Well, guys, I have some good news. So Campbell, after tonight's game, he said there are some guys that maybe were counted on that, that have a chance of making this team, and there's some ones that maybe everybody thought was going to make it and they're not going to make it. Is he talking about 51? <laughs> Did you, everyone expect
3: 51 to make the team? I guess.
2: Yes, I yes. The other day, not me, but the other day that we spoke about him, it sounded like he already made the roster, but now I'll,
1: I'll, I'll say this: I think it could either be him or Breshad Perriman.
2: I wouldn't be shocked if it's Breshad Perriman. I just don't think any of these receivers stepped up. Though that's hard to cut him, though. Like they gave him what two million guaranteed, was it?
1: Yeah, but two million I, I, you could eat that. You could eat that easily. Yeah, two million.
2: It's not like, yeah, but it's like and they're all one-year deals,
3: so it's eating those contracts aren't big deals, honestly.
2: Oh, no, it wasn't $2 million. My bad. It was. a mess
1: if, he lost, if he lost a starting job to Khalif Raymond.
2: Oh, yeah, it was a million and two and, a half and He got $2 million guaranteed. So, yeah.
1: That's, that's tough. How do you lose your job to a kick returner?
2: I, I hold <laughs> on to him. I wouldn't cut him
3: because, I mean, he I has, mean, just, he has they, speed. They haven't had any other guy really step up to, I think, take a Brashad Perriman's spot. Like, if one of these UDFAs stepped up, I would say, sure. I think the only guy you can make an argument mm-hmm. is not a UDFA, but it's Tom Kennedy.
1: Wait a minute. Oh, Did yeah. you even see
2: Cesar Rod today? He got a drop today. Yeah, he had a drop. I just yeah, haven't when, seen him. from him. When, when your TV turned off.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: fuck. Yeah, LeBron I mean, McKinley scored way. a touchdown when your TV went off.
1: Yeah, well. I, I saw that. I, I had to keep it up the old-fashioned way. Through the I, like I think man.
2: McKinley is a practice squad player if I had to guess. Yeah, I
3: could see that. I think a lot of these guys are practice squad players. Like I, I, I'd i be okay if they like you know kept them and tried to develop them, but I right. think as far as receiving core, like I think Terrell Williams obviously makes his team. Amon Rossi and Brown. Khalif Raymond. Quintez Cephas, I think, makes his team. I think he had some nice moments today. I
2: think Tom Kennedy over Victor Bolden right now. Because Bolden, just, he's looked good in camp, but he's looked bad in games. Like, he he just hasn't done He that didn't much. really get
3: an opportunity today, but he looked terrible week one he versus the Bills.
1: That, yeah, he, couldn't, he didn't play at all. Did he even play today? I don't. He think did, I did s- play. I did, did I did, did see he, him out there. Did he, play?
3: he okay. just, I don't think
2: he got targeted.
3: Tom Kennedy was the main target for Blau. That was his yeah. favorite
2: go-to. It was. I'm telling you, man.
3: Tom, Tom Kennedy is turning into
2: to this era was Jay's Billingsley. You guys remember when Kennedy came in? It was like versus the Packers, like when it was two years ago. Stafford was out there, and he put up like a bunch of yards. Was that Kennedy step Vers- No, Tom Kennedy's only been activated for
3: one NFL game ever.
2: Who-, who was who was the practice squad player that went off against? Never mind, I'm getting off topic. Never mind.
3: Hold up. I want to think about this real quickly. Uh, Monday Night Football? I
2: forgot, to be
3: honest. It was like the last...
2: No, it was last week of the game. And Taylor Decker threw the ball into the crowd. It was that game. The one versus the Packers. The last game of the year. That was David Blau. That was David. Who did he throw it to?
1: (sighs) I don't know. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Never mind. I don't I don't
2: know. I'm, I'm confused now. Never mind. But um, four targets. <laughs> I don't even know what I team you're talking Tom, about.
1: Tom Kennedy had four targets, four receptions, 61 yards. I mean, he was the receiver for this game.
2: He was. He you was. know what he reminds me of? Like, you know, Jay's like the Edelmans and the Amendolas? <laughs> He's just I, 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 I say it's like, well, You know it's those I short, say, well, I say white, white guys, walker. short slot wide receivers? Yeah, he reminds me like of those Patriots, white slot wide receivers.
1: Yeah, 100%,
2: 100%. I saw a tweet today. It was like, I hope Belichick isn't watching because we wave him. He's going to claim him. <laughs> he <laughs> probably will. 100%. <laughs> yeah. No, he actually 100%. probably will. That's
3: not a joke. He probably and will. He will be, no, and Patricia he, knows that too. Yeah. And he could be a star, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, be a star the over, over there.
2: They viewed him as like amandola's replacement. Like, do you, all right,
1: Guys, I mean, Tom Kennedy, has been here for years. We know what Tom Kennedy could do out of the slot. Yeah. He's reliable. Throwing the throwing the ball. He's, he could come, he's most likely gonna come down with it. But he's he a guy. To,
3: he, I'm gonna say no right now. But he's a guy I want to see in that first team in that Colts game too. Because every time we've seen him, it's just like Jace Billingsley. It's always in garbage time. Like though, like the, the second half of the preseason game. Like he never gets any valuable time in the preseason games. He he shines in his his time, and that's good. But like he never gets like when the when more starters are out there because he's only been activated for one. NFL season game, and th- this is going to be his third year now, and that was that Chiefs game. I believe he was a healthy scratch. That game. I don't even think he was like activated, but he was on the active roster. Had he got a catch years. in a regular NFL game? No, I don't think he's ever been – I don't think he's ever dressed up for an NFL game. He's been on an active roster for an NFL game. I don't think he's ever dressed up. And if he did, it was that
1: Chiefs game week four in 2019. That's tough. Shoot. I w I I wanna see him again. I wanna see him, you know, get, get that first look against the starters. I wanna see.
2: He
3: should get he should get the start next week, I think, versus the Colts.
2: I mean he's, I, been, he's um, been reliable. I'll say right now, like the way he's been playing the past couple weeks, I think he, I think he makes it. You think I'm gonna say it? no. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, and then also Blau praised them too. So um He's I don't know, man. he always shows up, bro. He just shows up. He like, does. He's he, he, he,
3: he not he to get open. Re- he just reminds he, me. He, me
2: yeah. he reminds me of Billingsley. He reminds me of Billingsley, and that's fine. He's better than. He's a lot better than Billingsley, in my opinion.
1: I think he's better than Bill- Billingsley.
2: Yeah, Maybe I think he's good. a lot better. I don't know.
3: I thought I thought Jay Billingsley was the same exact thing when I saw him. Honestly, like he no? was like this. I don't think so. The small slot receiver always made plays in preseason. But just never got an opportunity, and and Jace Billingsley was the same thing. He got activated for one game, didn't even get uh, activated that game. Like he's the same story. They had the same same exact story. Tom Brady's gonna end up being a rapper one day, just like Jace Billingsley. No, he's He's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. And and, and he's gonna make a diss track about Patricia, just like Jace Billingsley. No, he's
1: not. (laughs) I think I think if he gets a solid opportunity to play. To get some playing times, playing time. I think he could be. I think he could be a good receiver out the slot. He just need a. I, need a shot.
2: I want the thing is though with T K. I want to see him corner. In, does he have special? Because when you keep like wide receivers and extra wide receiver, do they have special teams of value? We haven't really seen much from him as a returner. And I don't know if he like. That, that's the thing. Like he's only a slot receiver. He can't really play outside either. No. So it depends he, if they value he, he, he just mainly part. just backup slot. It depends if they. He played punt
1: return.
3: Him. He was uh, the one camp I went to, which was only a walkthrough. He was the third punt returner or the kick returner in that rotation. No, so he he went, not going He yeah.
2: could, but what I'm trying to say is like he's it's not he the valuable. guy. That's Khalif yeah, like, Raymond's yeah.
3: job. I, I agree with Pierre there. Like he could do it, but it's not like your number one option of
2: doing that.
1: No, and I want like, I, I, if, I say, like if, if, if Khalif Raymond, I won't say like if Khalif Raymond got hurt, he'd be a solid um, guy to there.
2: I don't know who you'd put back there. Maybe you would put Jamar uh, Jefferson or Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you touch Swift, obviously. Even Amon so. Ross St. Brown, I don't want him back there.
3: Yeah. I mean, maybe as a rookie, it's not as big of a deal because I feel like as rookies, those guys maybe get some more of that role. Like Golden Tate did that, uh, his yeah, rookie but... year in Seattle. So it wouldn't be completely shocking if Amon Ross St. Brown is this backup punt returner, backup kick returner. I wouldn't be completely shocked by that. So, I don't know. The thing with TK, I agree with Pierre. I just don't think there's enough versatility for me to keep him on this roster. I know he makes plays. I like him on the practice squad. If someone were to go down the slot, I would be completely fine if he got promoted for a game or two or
2: you know, however long it needed to be.
3: I, that, that's all I see in TK, honestly.
2: That's the thing. I think he'll make it right now, but like, it's a tough decision because what does he do other than wide, like a slot receiver? There True. just isn't much. And how many do talk- you carry
1: yeah, let me actually. Yeah, I was going to ask you. If you think Tom Kenny makes a roster, who you think doesn't make it? Like, who's going to well, be the I mean, guy? Who, how
3: many are you carrying? And then, like, who will be who that guy that's it?
1: not going to make it?
2: Well, it depends how many tight ends they carry. They want to carry three or four. And then with the corners and the DBs, it just depends. Same with the linebackers. Like, they have the linebacker room. It's not good right now. Like, after the starters, the depth is bad. Um, do they bring in, like, they could also, like, Obviously, the waiver wire is a big tool. The Lions found Romeo Aqua that way.
3: And they have the seventh uh,
2: priority. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I mean, just like – I, I could see them, you know, once the cuts come through and then waiver wire Sunday, I could see the Lions claiming one of those receivers, depending who's out there, obviously. Yeah. I, think, I think the Lions could be – I think once we see some more cuts – I feel like we're going to see Pierre. You're going to see me. You're going to see Malcolm Tweet. Hey, this could be a name for the Lions. It's going to come. It's going to come. I can already tell you that.
2: <laughs> Every year it happens. I always
3: Every like year. There's like
2: five or six guys that are like on the
3: waiver wire. There's always some solid waiver wire pickups on Sunday. So, I, I feel like there's yeah. going to be someone out there. And I feel like they might be more valuable to a 53-man roster than a TK to me. I don't know. We'll see because that's – We know we don't know who's going to be, and then you also
2: like some trades happen because guys are going to get cut. So they like swap like late round picks. They do conditional trades. I could see that too. Like that happens a lot during this time,
3: especially someone like a connection with Campbell and Holmes. So like I would look at Rams players. I would look at Saints players. Maybe some Chargers players. Yeah,
2: with the Browns because John Dorsey drafted the Browns.
3: Yeah, like I, I would look at those connections. Uh, I'm trying to think what else uh, maybe even Eagles because you got Deuce Staley maybe if there's like a interesting oh, yeah, running backslash receivers yeah like I would, look, teams yeah, I, would, I, would, I would look at those type of guys so you know the, those are the teams I would really keep an eye out for you know who they end up waving. uh after the third preseason game because those can make sense for the Lions because they'll obviously be familiar with a lot of those guys and yeah. you know, maybe maybe they'll be comfortable with uh, claiming them on their 53-man like roster. A, like a
2: Buccaneers wide receiver, like for example, like Tyler Johnson, right?
3: Yeah, because that's they uh, Antoine, Rowe. Antoine Rowe. Antoine Rowe. Antoine Randall,
2: Rowe. oh, yeah. He, yeah. he was he was assistant wide receiver's coach, so he knows him. Yep. Um, so. We'll see. Yeah, I mean. Even Mark
3: Brunel, maybe he brings something. Like, he was with the Jaguars, so maybe he has some knowledge on the Jaguars. So we'll see him. He played for them. I don't think he coached. I think them. he was the radio guy for them, if I'm not mistaken. So oh, okay. So I, I think I think he would be like a Herman Moore, kind of like with the lines. If he would ever get a job, I feel like he would have that, like you know, that knowledge, like a Lomas Brown, Herman Moore, like oh, he would okay. have that type of knowledge. I think that's what Mark Brunel was with the Jaguars, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong on that, but I believe that's what he was. All right. Is that a rat, Ty? Huh? That is a wrap. We covered every topic that I had. So, hope you guys all enjoyed. This was fun, boys. This was a lot of fun. For a pretty crappy game, this was a lot of fun. After. Yeah. <laughs> um, overall. Oh, I actually have one more topic. Sorry. Oopsie-doopsie Baller of the Week, just to wrap up the show. So, I'm going to start off with you, Pierre.
2: Baller of the Week. Um, I'm going to give it to three guys. Offense, defensive spousing. Offensively, David Blau. Like, he brought life to the team. Defensively, Derek Barnes. Also, like brought to the team, it was just all over the ball, and then special teams, Jack Fox.
3: Yeah, uh, there's any arguments there, Malcolm? You have any arguments?
1: Nope, no <laughs> arguments, no <laughs> arguments there,
3: no arguments. Uh, oopsie doopsie, of the week we'll give it yeah. to. The, I mean, the, the, this is common at this point. Fifty-one. I no don't even. Has, he doesn't even. He doesn't deserve a name anymore. I think last year we came to a point where we had a nickname for him. We called him JT. Nope, we're not even calling him his name anymore. He's just fifty-one at this point because. He should be treated like a camp body now. We, we shouldn't know his name. We should know him by his number. He's 51 now at this point. So 51 is oopsie-doopsie the week. I'm done. I'm done with it. I've been done with it, but I'm re- really done with it now with the experiment. So 51 is the yeah. oopsie-doopsie the week. Do you guys got any uh, arguments there? No, <laughs> nope. no arguments, no. what a <laughs> <the> disappointment,
1: <laughs> man. What a disappointment, man.
3: Do you guys uh,
2: think he'll make it through the cuts on Monday? So by Monday, they have to be at, or by Tuesday, they have to be at 80 players. Do you think he'll make the cut? I think I just have a feeling they're,
1: they're gonna give him another game. They're gonna give another game. I think he will. Well definitely we do not, not that have much yeah. death. Just because we don't have much depth right now. But when they go from when they go from what is it, eighty to fifty to eighty to fifty
3: three? Eighty five to eighty, right, Pierre? They go eighty five to Eighty five to but, eighty and then eighty
1: And to then, then the following week is eighty to fifty. 53. To 53. Yep. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's that's the big one. That's the ooh. Uh, that's I think that's when he's gonna jobless
3: and, and and i would say fans i say this every year and i gotta remind you every year that week or that weekend i should say be nice i mean they, these guys are losing yeah, their please. jobs like be nice to these guys i know we clown on 51 but at the end of the day if he is one of these cuts like be respectful like i, I don't yeah. be like like super excited that he got cut like i know he's not on our football team and that's probably fine but like this sounds very hypocritical because we were just very rude to July sure. to buy it. But, like, at the end of the day, these guys are humans. No, like, like so, don't tag them on Twitter and that's stuff That's what I'm saying. Like, 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 don't like, tag like, them do, on social media. Be respectful to these guys during that week because at the end of the day, they lost their jobs and they don't know what's next for them. They could get another job in the NFL or this could be it for them. So, you know, I would just say be respectful during that week.
2: Yeah, don't don't go out. Like, you could be excited for cutting a player. It's not a big deal. But don't go out and, like, tagging them and be like, you got cut, you suck or whatever. You know, don't yeah. don't tag these players because it's tough. They're human beings too. Like, you got to remember that.
1: Yeah, you got to cut them some slack. They're young. You know, this is you know. Don't act like how we acted when uh, when we fired Patricia and Bob no, Quinn. That's different. that's not that. Don't is do diff- that th- that don't is different. Do that. <laughs> we damn near had a party over here. We
3: did. You, I remember. I remember you edited some like celebration.
1: Yeah, we had a it was a celebration over here. Yeah, we we definitely partied over here when that happened. But um, don't do that. Um. Yeah.
2: No, you could do that. Just don't celebrate. tag him. You could celebrate. Who cares? Just don't tag him and don't talk shit to him. Yeah, Malcolm, we got to nice be stuff. honest. If they caught him, we're going to celebrate on this podcast. Come on. Come <laughs> on. <With Dubai? laughs>
3: I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. He's my annual due of the year. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, who's gonna, nominate... you to yeah, to who's, gonna do be, who's
1: gonna be
3: your weekly go-to for oopsie doopsie of the week? I don't know because he's always like the
2: scapegoat. Or I mean, he's not a scapegoat. I have one, but I'll text you guys. I don't want to spoil it on here. After him, <laughs> think... all right, all right, let's have this.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right. You What's know, Obi... a Viner team? Oh man. <laughs> all right,
3: guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed this live episode on Spotify Green Room. Appreciate all the people that are here live with us listening. If you guys weren't here live, no problems. You guys are listening right now on your podcast platform, it's always much appreciated. We will be back next week before the Colts game, and we'll be after for the what we're doing right now, the post game for the Colts game. We're going to just do what we just did right now, talk about the team, some guys stood out, some guys disappointed, and then we will also probably be dropping a Skype episode before that game. So look out for that as well. It's always much appreciated if you guys could leave a five star on Apple Podcasts or wherever the hell you guys are listening. And with that, I'm out, guys. Peace.
2: All right, guys. I'm out.
1: All right. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.
0: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement.